Hi, I'm Sullivan from the policy department of How We Manage Stuff. And I'm Evelyn, the business and operations manager. We wished to bring you into the main studio of the podcast to discuss some of the basic lessons that we're presenting in our narratives. Except that you're in the Washington office and I'm in the conference room in Silicon Valley. Isn't technology wonderful? How's the weather? Need you ask? My suits are daily assaulted by the humidity. Ugh, impossible to keep a press or a crease. And your weather? Sunny, dry, and a light orangish haze on the mountains. A light orangish haze on the mountains. So, everything is normal. As normal as normal can be. Today, we're going to be answering a portion of the correspondence that we have received about the podcast. We both thought it would be a way to help explain what the podcast is doing and the lessons that it's trying to impart. I always love it when we agree on something, don't you? And we started so well. Let's not lose our way. Our first message is a Facebook posting from Jay Pabish of Dinkytown, Minnesota. It's Minneapolis. Ah, it asks, can I meet Anna the intern? I think she's cute and really smart. Well, my child, you have raised a difficult issue. What? Whether or not Anna is cute hmm. or smart? As a male co-worker, I, of course, could never comment on either issue. Human resource policy. You don't expect me to say anything. No, but I can recall that there was a time when she got under your skin. But that had more to do with that little habit she has of being completely wrong and exactly right at the same time. A most unusual skill. And she does not waste it lightly. Remember her cybersecurity speech? Or her Elon Musk appeal? Not a word of truth in either. Yet she got every point exactly right. I don't understand how she does it. And neither do I. So... Here's the reply, Mr. J. Pabish of Dinkytown, Minnesota. You may not be a mister. You can only meet a character like Anna if you become a podcast character yourself. And we suspect that you might not like that option, though we don't deign to speak for you. Our next message is an email from AFOL192 on AOL. Could I invite Vinny for a golf game? I'm an angel investor, and I'm working in the tech sector with eight startups. Well, Mr. Fail. Remember, he might not be a mister. Oh, you are right. Mr. or Miss Fail, you'll be pleased to know that Vinny has a deep respect for angels. That's the real kind, not the investor kind. Well, exactly. <laughs> Vinny knows every homeless person in San Francisco's Tenderloin. And he has taken each of us to meet them. Each of us. Yes. And when we go, he talks of human dignity and the need to stretch our love, the role that technology can play, and the fact that these people may be angels unaware. Angels unaware. It's a quote. And we should report that while Vinny talks a good game of golf, he really views it as a pleasant walk through the country interrupted by a frustrating scavenger hunt. With apparently no angelic intervention at all. Though one would think that there should be golf angels, I mean, certainly they, they could be there unawares on the links, as anywhere. But his company can be easily found on the internet. The podcast internet. And so we suggest you contact him there. Now, from Pinterest. A note from Ms. L. Jenkins. Could be a mister. Please. It's from Pinterest. Oh, of course. Sorry. Why does the Lillian Mola Gilbert School teach disruptive innovation? She was never really identified with the idea of disruptive Disruption? innovation. Disruption? Disruption? 
It's called a woman business leader. Mm, you needn't be so strident, dear colleague. It's true that Lillian Moeller Gilbreth was quiet and a bit retiring, but she was firm and unmovable. Her work opened the way for women in business and technology. Which shows that innovation is more about the quality of ideas than the volume of your voice. And that's fair. And there's a postscript. My son is in kindergarten. Can you help him get into the school? It is nice to be considered a person of influence, even when there is no empirical evidence that such is true, none at all. We have absolutely no sway over the school's admissions process. Go to their webpage. That's where you should start. Finally, we have a text from DAG. It reads, exactly what are you doing on this episode of podcast. Tread carefully. It might be a plant. With those initials? It could be anyone. Yes, it could. What are we doing with how we manage stuff? Exactly. On the podcast, I would say that Anna sets a good example. Example of what exactly? Anna tells stories that are wild and random, but still reveals some deep ideas. We're telling a story to get to the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter starts with modern technology. Big data, machine learning, Internet of Things, autonomous vehicles. And ends with how they alter modern organizations. Organizations including businesses, governments, charities, schools. Or neighborhoods, families, and friends. Our model is simple. In any kind of organization, formal or informal, each individual possesses three distinct qualities. Function, position, and status. When you introduce technology into an organization, it will alter each of those things. Function is what someone does, the skills and abilities they have. Well, it's also the job description, the tasks that they must be able to do. And the impact of technology on function is pretty straightforward. It expands what people can do. It allows them to do more and to acquire new skills. But it also disciplines. It can demand that people use certain skills and not others. True. Position is a little more subtle. We think of it as being your location on the organization chart. Which it is, I should say. But it's also the individual's relationship to capital. We're not being Marxist, are we? Only a little. Position represents the amount of capital you control that you can commit to your work. Do you make decisions over the capital of the entire company or division, your office or desk? If you are fortunate enough to have a desk in this day and age. And we understand the effects of capital on position pretty well. The hollowing of the workforce. You may have heard of it. Technology increases the number of high-skilled jobs. Jobs that require high technical skills, high organizational skills, or high interpersonal skills. Oh, often all three. And these, well, these tend to be closer to capital, jobs that influence decisions about how the organization should allocate its resources. And technology decreases the number of jobs in the middle. Jobs that require a mid- The term is median, my dear. <gasps> my dear. Such a pleasant surprise. For that, I will accept median sans protest. Technology reduces the quantity of jobs that require a median level of skills. And the last property is that of status. Status is influence, influence that exists independent of function and position. The ability to lead your co-workers, the ability to sway your boss, the ability to connect with customers. And technology can completely disrupt status, but... And here is the worrisome but. It is difficult to predict what technology will do to status. Sometimes it will increase it. Other times, decrease it. Sometimes it will increase the status of an entire group. 
sometimes it will have an impact for only a very short period of time. Yes, poor Rohit. So why do you pity our IT guy? I think that he has a great faith in the power of technology to change his status. A faith that may not be well placed. No angel unaware for him. I believe that he, and here I am speaking from observation, not personal communication, I think he believed that some of our new systems would give him more influence over the podcast. But, as often as not, he has found himself on the receiving end of expanding influence. Anna the intern, Maddie, our young entrepreneur, bless her heart. Jenny, the new part-timer. Though the influence of the latter may not entirely be due to technology. Even Penelope Othmar, the principal of the Gilbert School. See a theme? Other than they are all women? And people say you are clueless. (laughs) They're so Hmm. wrong. (laughs) Right or wrong, this is what we do. We look at the tough lessons of technology and organization. Position, status, and function. And give them some life. Let a group of characters explain ideas. It'll be tedious in a lecture. And misleading in a TED Talk. And really boring, truly boring in a textbook. And now that you know what we're doing, we'll let you listen to the next episode. Because it will be more fun than this episode. And more insightful. And it will be more likely to increase your status. Don't count on it for you. Just a little? Not in your case. So this is Sully from Policy. And Evelyn, the business manager. Co-hosts for the podcast, How We Manage Stuff. Take care. But you my dear me. Don't get used to it. Downward slide for you. Do the copyright. Subscribe. That's what you should do. Substantial. Truly substantial increase in status could be yours by subscribing to How We Manage Stuff through iTunes or Facebook or our website, HowWeManageStuff.com, or the usual list of places. This is episode 17910 and is copyright 2017 by Jaggy LLC, David Allen Greer, producer. All rights reserved.